Knives Out, Minute by Minute, Episode 1, The First Minute. I am your host for this first week, Park Parkinson. My guest with me for this week is Nay Renly. Hi, Nay. Hello. Again, we are here for Minute 1, 0 to 59 seconds. And minute 1 is essentially production logos and the opening shot of the film. Uh, we have the Lionsgate logo, and then the MRC logo, and then finally the T Street logo. And then we have our image of the house. Which for a moment you think might be um, a still image, but in fact is slow motion. Uh, let's start talking about anything you want to say about... We'll talk about the, the production logos briefly and then move on to our establishing shot. Sure. What's your favorite Lionsgate film? Oh, I, I honestly, Knives Out. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's such an easy <laughs> cop-out answer, but uh, I guess before this... Um, Maybe uh, Hunger Games because I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen uh, uh, John Wick yet. I really, really want to, but I haven't. Uh, though I, they also did. Um, uh, now you see me, which is a hilarious, <laughs> ridiculous um, doublet of movies that uh, <laughs> I, l- that I- <laughs> love to hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the dumbest twist. Uh, it, this is the most ridiculous, silly twist ever in, in a movie, maybe, and it it made me really like it. Uh, I, I don't even want to ruin it because in case someone hasn't seen um, uh, uh, Now You See Me, it's got a hilarious twist in it. I wanted to see. Uh, yeah, that's about. I don't. I, I guess I don't think of Lionsgate as having a like a feel. You know, like some production companies have like like New Line to me has kind of a feel and like uh, Disney obviously has a feel and Lionsgate is just, you know, I expect the budget to be reasonably high and that's about it. Yeah. Feels like money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. feels like money. Uh, we were talking a little before about our wondering where the Lionsgate comes from and the only thing I can think of is having... You mentioned like having lions at your gate as like a rich person might do, and that's about all I could think of. Yeah. Um, is a really cool logo. I it, it actually does. I will say it does put me in the mood. Like it reminds me of uh, even like the really old Universal logos or Orion logos. You know, spacey world zooming out stuff that puts me in the mood for um, for a big movie, and I dig that. Uh, after Lionsgate, we had MRC. They, I think, uh, saved some money on their logo. Uh, yeah, it's really just a just a looks like a looks like a stamp yeah. that says MRC in it, like it's like like a top secret sort of stamp, but MRC is a top secret. I don't know a whole lot about MRC as a company. They did Baby Driver, and uh, they've done some Netflix stuff. They did House of Cards. Mm-hmm. That's about everything all I know. with Kevin Spacey or Christopher Plummer. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. was Kevin Spacey supposed to be, to be in Kevin this movie? Spacey? Yeah. Now Christopher Plummer, yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the replacing uh, the replacing Kevin Spacey company, and then we see uh, T Street Productions, another very simple logo, 
So, I mean, uh, Lionsgate is clearly the star. Lionsgate also has 20 seconds of time, and the other ones have, like, 5 or 10 seconds. Uh, T Street is Ryan Johnson's company. Yeah. Uh, and I, they're, they're, they're only a real thing, I think, is Knives Out, and then the Knives Out sequel. They're going to make more Benoit Blanc movies. Yeah, it's with him and... Ram Bergman, who like produced pretty much all of Ryan Johnson movies, so oh, yeah, so he had his his producer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the MRC so. was formerly called Media Rights Capital, but that wasn't catchy enough. So oh, <laughs> so they went. Oh well, yeah, MRC is way better. <laughs> My Romance Chemical. <laughs> I'll be thinking of that now when I see him. Uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not special. Yeah, it doesn't seem special. Uh, it's it's pretty low key, and then we have a good um, few seconds of of black. It just fades out, and it's very quiet. And then we get violins is <laughs> a serious uh, music sting. The score comes alive as we see our opening shot, which is this really beautiful gothic revival mansion um I, they found a couple of different locations to film in i want to say they used three different houses i read um this is the uh, this is the exterior house all the exterior shots and i believe the shot on the porch i don't want to talk too much about <laughs> further shots but i think the shots that are that are talky shots but exterior are also the same house uh, are this um gothic revival mansion in new england and i, I can't remember what state it's in but it built around 1890, 1890s, uh, and it's beautiful. It's a gross gray day, though. It is. It, it's a. It's a. Uh, I think it's a. It's a. It's a lovely Midwestern day. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I'm, I'm from Wisconsin, so I like. Oh look, it's beautiful fall weather. Um, and it is. It is fall. We're we're at ground level, looking up at this mansion from, I don't know, like 50, 60 yards away, maybe, maybe a little more. And there's a tree in the foreground. The branches are going over our view of the mansion. Uh, so you have a little bit kind of like a nature around a tree on the other side, framing the mansion and kind of shooting our eyes toward it. And then over this very low horizon and from uh, the what I think must be the front door of the house, but it could be the back door. I think this is the front, the front of the house we're looking at. We're in the front yard. Come, uh, comes this black shape, which you realize soon is two dogs, <laughs> and they they come at you. And just as they start getting close, we start to zoom in or walk towards, or I said dolly towards the mansion. I'm not sure which it is. And then right as the dogs are going by the camera, again all in slow mo. Our second, our minute ends, and so we get about about uh, twenty two seconds, which is a pretty long shot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, th- the minute and our shot end almost simultaneously. I think the shot goes on just a little bit longer than our minute, but not very much. So maybe looks just twenty five seconds of this shot altogether. That's a pretty weighty. <laughs> opening visual i will say yeah we're establishing the setting and kind of the tone and we're getting that song uh knives out exclamation point 
Nice out by string quartet in G minor. <laughs> quartet is all in sync. Um, I mean, they're not uh, they're not playing a melody at the beginning. They are, or they're not they're not playing different notes at the beginning. They are all playing together. And I meant to ask you this before, but uh, Nate, uh, how did you first watch this movie? Did you see this in the theaters, or did you watch it uh, like streaming or or DVD? Uh, I did watch it in the theaters. I saw it twice in the theaters because. I kind of expected it to be a different kind of movie, like more like balls to the wall, like uh, crazy, you know, like 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 smoke and aces or something. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh, I should see this again with with uh, my family, you know, and like I think it'd be a good movie, you know, because it was around Christmas or whatever. So then I went and and took them to see it as well. Yeah, and I I yeah. oh go ahead oh uh, I mean I really liked. The experience of seeing it on the big screen it was like one of the best theater experiences i had because that was the end of a movie where or that was at the end of a year where i pretty much saw no movies for some reason i just like was over movies i just didn't watch any and so that was the one that got me back out and it was awesome um i had a and i listened to the song again and i should say no it begins with one note and then they also do play they're playing a more complex melody than i realized i take back what i said uh <laughs> I had a similar experience actually. I saw it. I saw it streaming um, uh, for my birthday. Uh, that was my birthday movie, and I actually wanted. I wanted to watch uh, the new at the time Star Wars. Uh, I, I'm glad it was this instead. <laughs> uh, so happy, uh, but I. But we couldn't, and so we watched this and. Uh, I had been confusing it with Ready or Not, oh. which is the one with the deadly game of hide and seek in a mansion. Yes, I did too. I, I got those confused yeah. in my head for sure. Yeah, which I mean, you can kind of see why it's got um, it's got a similar, uh, you know, the, the, with with the title, the happening in the mansion. Um, the trailers were not alike in most respects, but the just you know Richie Rich parts dinner party things were kind of similar um yeah i kind of yeah i thought it might yeah. be a movie where like almost everybody dies or something like that and it's kind of like more comedic so but uh right i was waiting for like fights and then it and then it was like oh no this is like a cozy mystery yeah, yeah. I, I guess not technically because it's uh our 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 primary detective is a is an actual like paid detective so i guess like, cozy was charge are 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 technically it's, it has to be a, a, an amateur sleuth oh um, i didn't know that but uh you know i i think that's one of those it's 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 an aspect how tight do you want to get with your genre definitions um i i, I was curious about it i looked up for this i was wondering if this, if this qualified as part of the genre and um i saw disputes over whether or not uh uh poirot counted as a cozy mystery because usually he's getting paid uh or he's been enlisted as a as an official detective and he's kind of recognized uh whereas like miss marple it seems to be definitely counts because she's an amateur or just she's just a busybody um oh. i say that with great affection i love miss marple she's amazing um and uh and i love that she's like oh, she's a fencer uh in one of the movies anyway and uh yeah, but I th I think of this as, has a lot in common with cozy mystery, uh, in particular the fact that most of the terrible things happen off camera. It, it most it, so much of it takes place in this one 
um, setting and it's being like a, you know, a, a removed mansion really fits with the genre. Um, oh, uh, one more thing about the shot is that I forgot it's, okay. it's autumn, right? There's leaves on the ground mm-hmm. and stuff. And also, yeah, we're like in the leaves. Yeah. And it seems to me like there's a fog machine running out in the background. <laughs> That's not, yeah. I don't see a fog like that before. <laughs> no. It's, you know, I, you, I will say it's, it is a kind of, of, uh, um, autumn mist mm-hmm. in, in a land called Hanali that you, you usually only get in, um, uh, you know, in like, a uh, autumn or spring sometimes uh in the winter but usually not there's snow in the ground i think um you get a a morning or evening fog that can be kind of like this um especially when it's remote when there isn't a lot of blacktop around Mm -hmm. so it, it definitely says uh if it's not supposed to be a kind of remote or if it's not an actually kind of remote location they want it to be um but it is telling that it's the mist is right around the house and not anywhere else. Like I get, there's some fog around the house a little bit in the background behind the house, but there's no fog between us and the house Mm -hmm. and the fog right around the house looks quite thick. So yeah, I'm guessing they, they put it there on purpose. They didn't probably luck out and film an actual morning, uh, morning fog, um, or morning mist, but, uh, which it does look like this is, it's hard to tell. We find out later, but it looks like this could be a dawn or dusk. Um, either time you might let the guard, let the guard dogs out. Uh, it's a, also a gorgeous house. Yeah. Like it's just a beautiful, beautiful house, red brick house, black roofs. There are a bunch of gables. I think I count, uh, five gables and three chimneys. Um, the gables have these beautiful, um, I think they're called finials. So wrought iron pieces on top. One of them is a weather vane. Uh, you can tell it's got a sizable third story. Um, it's not just attic space, but it must be you know bedrooms up there, uh, and maybe even the fourth story attic space. Uh, it's just a really big, gorgeous house that looks at once imposing, but also it does look cozy. It looks comfortable at the same time. It looks like a really great place to have a mystery. <laughs> Uh, and then the the sort of chamber music-y kind of feel you get in the beginning, the music really goes along with that. It's stunning at first, but then you get, it just sounds lovely. And it's like you're approaching the house for the first time, even though it is a very low level. And the dogs, if they don't know you, are running up at you. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that'll come back later or whatever, but <laughs> uh, I, I did see in <laughs> the credits the- that the dog trainer was Christine Royer and she hasn't done anything else. This is a light minute. And the dog coordinator <laughs> is Gleanna Doyle. But she coordinated dogs for Moonrise Kingdom or animals. Ooh. And she was the dog trainer in War of the Worlds. I don't remember that dog, but probably a good boy. I don't recall, but I know War of the Worlds has... I can vaguely recall there being a few animal scenes in War of the Worlds. And I know that um, Moonrise Kingdom, I'm trying to remember... Well, the, the, animal. the dog gets shot by an arrow. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's probably other cool. animals around, too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but that's the yeah. main one I think of. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, he's fine. He's fine. Uh, <laughs> he went to live upstate in a farm. Uh, Glenn Doyle uh, told him, play dead. <laughs> and then afterwards, they all had well, dead treats. But this is, yeah, we're, we are literally approaching the house. Uh, 
this actually sticks in my head as a as a pretty memorable opening shot in general. It it reminds me of, and I assume they are purposefully quoting here uh, the opening image of Citizen Kane, which is another great big American gothicy, but in a very different way, uh, imposing house that I think is like on a hill and enshrouded in mist. And I want to say there's like a wrought iron gate that you go through um, and it's raining. Right. Boy, I should have looked this up before I... I all it, I did was look at the picture. Is it like a painting too? <laughs> I thought it was almost like a painting of a, of a mansion or something. I think it probably is. I mean, it was, it was definitely a, a time when they did a lot of... Yeah, there's a big gate and you go through the gate. I'm looking now and I looked up the image just to, just to remind myself and, you know assure myself that I was not making up the image and assuming it was Citizen Kane. And no, I'm looking at it now and yeah, there's a big gate and you go through the gate. First is a sign that says no trespassing and then you look up and through different levels of gates and you see this house in the way background and yeah, it's definitely a map painting. Um, and there are some like monkeys on the gate. Oh. Uh that are looking around. So we do have, we have two animals they're monkeys instead of, instead of dogs. And then, yeah, there's just mist and fog everywhere. And it, it looks like, uh, it, in fact, it looks like where Scooby-Doo and the gang might be going. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it, I think this is purposefully calling back to that, which is, which is, I mean, it's the only opening shot that I can really easily recall without, working hard if i really think i can think of a few other films that that made a point of it like clockwork orange and a couple other ones that have really distinctive opening mm, shots yeah that's i think that starts with alex's face um, uh indiana jones raiders lost art <laughs> yeah 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 uh 2001 but uh none other ones that have a house that are coming to mind i'm sure i'm sure i'll think of one afterwards hit myself but anyway that's that's pretty much it for our minute. Yeah, uh, we have we have some lovely music of the score starting. We have we have a beautiful mansion that's clearly of a of a a rich person uh, that looks like a good place at a mystery. The that's about the it. The credits are totally silent, which is why that note makes a big you know impact. If it were like the yes. Universal logo or something like that beforehand, I don't think it would be the same impact when you hear the note. Yeah, it makes me wonder now if Lionsgate doesn't usually have sound to it. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but I I do not know for certain. But in this case, definitely for sure, yeah, there's no, there's no sound until you get the bubble from the violins. Yeah, it's not like Jerry Bruckheimer, Lightning Bolt, Tree. Yes, know, yeah. All those. DreamWorks, notes playing, like Boys on the Moon, all that stuff. Nothing. Tinkly fishing, yeah. yeah. No, it's just, it's just silence and then the violins come in. We see our house. The dogs look they're going to run at us, uh, but they are running past us. And then our minute is done. Yeah. And we're just, I would say the house dominates pretty much everything, as it clearly is meant to dominate the, the shot. It also gives you a sense it's going to be pretty old-fashioned. Like, this shot is, like, to me, it looks like film. It doesn't look like they made it more striking or anything like sure. that in, with post. Because they could have, you know, like, like you would you would... If you saw that, you probably wouldn't know the tone. If you heard like a different kind of, you heard like a pop song playing, it's really. I, I do remember it's just this opening shot from the theater and being like, "Oh, it really sets the tone." Especially because I had no idea what the tone of the film would be, or I was wrong about it. So it like I was immediately like, "Oh, okay. I think I might, 
have been mistaken about this. <laughs> yeah, if if this were going to be the opening shot for, uh, for like, uh, I, I keep wanting to say, now you see me. Um, <laughs> if this if this were going to be the opening shot for the 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 rich jerk hide and go seek movie, uh, it this this would be there to be violated. Like they would they would be this would be the the point of like establishing this like grand mansion in the country, uh, you know, sort of coziness, and then the next shot would be the um, yeah, in violation or 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 soon would be about the violation of that aesthetic, and it's not. This is the aesthetic of the movie. Really, this is how we're gonna do, mm-hmm. um, and it does. I, the only thing that is like um, tricky at all in any way is uh, uh, that it's in slow mo, mm-hmm. uh, which makes the fog look a little more realistic. I think you're right; it's a fog machine. It makes the fog a little more realistic, uh, and it makes the dogs look first kind of scary because they are coming right at the camera mm-hmm. at first before they kind of brush off to your to your right as a viewer, um, and it's the only thing that, that kind of has maybe a little bit of a of a wryness to it instead of being a straight shot but also slow-mo was not like i mean it's it's a pretty traditional camera trick it's literally over a century old uh you just run the film fast it ain't hard Uh, it's so funny though like i i with the way the dogs run like it looks really cool but once they get to the edge like it, to me i can just like almost see the person with like a treat like the trainers like right next to the camera <laughs> oh for sure Someone's going, like, like, I, I could get this shot with my dog <laughs> if he was excited oh yeah he was over there well and they also that thing of like all, almost all guard dogs are capable of if you see them in the right circumstance which is they look like they could do some real damage but they also look adorable because they're dogs <laughs> and and they are clearly happy um <laughs> yeah, there because right. they're just yay we're running and <laughs> so it, it, you know but that actually really works for the movie that's kind of our that's kind of our feel like oh well, this could be yeah this could be dangerous but yay <laughs> <laughs> it's a good it's a really good way to start this definitely puts you in the mood for the kind of movie you're about to watch. Yeah, I think that's literally all I have to say about it now. I can't really think of anything else. That was the next, my next question really was to ask you, is there anything else you want to say? Oh, there's a tweet from Chris Evans. He said, these dogs were amazing and so sweet. I had their toys hidden in my pockets. Nothing was more satisfying than handing them over once they yelled cut. So that's just a little behind the scenes that the dogs were nice too. He is a top tier, Chris. <laughs> Chris, are, have Chris Evans and Chris Pines done anything? Chris Pines done anything together? I don't know. I really um, wanted to find the names of the dog actors because sometimes it says it. I couldn't <laughs> find it on IMDb. I looked at the credits too, and I couldn't find it there either. I love when it's like the cat was played by Sporky or whatever. I the dogs. I, it's like you. It's either like Snuffles. <laughs> Or Sir Worthington Forthright the Third, you know it's, but you know you know Sir Worthington is called Snuffles. <laughs> Everyone calls him so. That's the breed. That's the name on the breeding certificate. Yeah. But then around the house they call him Snuffles. There was a really good click hole slideshow that was just like ten movie dogs that are totally dead now, and it's just like <laughs> it's just a bunch of dogs from the nineties. And it's like I don't know how long they lived, but they're dead now. Like, <laughs> and, it's, and now every time I watch a movie, an older movie, I'm like, oh. <laughs> R.I.P. I had the same thought when I watch movies with little children, and I think like, oh, this movie, this movie was made in 1945. This little kid, if you're lucky, 
this little kid is a very very old person <laughs> yeah, now yeah. uh with gout <laughs> and and probably they've passed away because if they were a child actor in 1945 yeah just odds yeah. are yeah hmm. Well, that's a down note to end. Uh, and, and, and to the audience, episode. someday you will also die. <laughs> uh, uh, and, every, and every episode with Memento Mori. Uh, well, that is it for Monday. Uh, thank you very much, Nate, for joining me. Thank you. Do you have anything that you would like to plug? Sure, I'll plug my podcast where I go through uh, every strip of Calvin and Hobbes called Calvin and Hobbes Cast, and also the one Ooh. where we go through episodes of The Office called The Off Five. You can find Knives Out on Twitter at Knives Out Minute. Or say you can find Knives Out Minute on Twitter at, at Knives Out Minute. I don't know if Knives Out has a Twitter, but maybe they do. Uh, I don't really have anything to plug myself. You can check me out on a couple of other minute-by-minute podcasts. I did a couple episodes for a talking cast and some episodes of The Cast Next Door, which was the great minute-by-minute podcast for The Boy Next Door. That is it. Thank you very much. All right. Goodbye. See you next time on Knives Out.